Dawn Durham and welcome to Patent Pod. One of the many joys of this program is having the opportunity to highlight evidence-based instruction and practice. Through the course of the 2021-2022 school year, school-based teams worked with patent educational consultants in collaboration with the IU consultants to enhance early literacy outcomes. We are fortunate today to have representatives from Foot of Ten Elementary School joining us to talk about their journey and the positive student outcomes they were able to achieve. Laura Heffelfinger, reading specialist, Kaylin Masafra, first grade teacher, and Susan Plummer, special education teacher. Welcome all of you to Patent Pod. We're excited to have this conversation with you. Kaylin, I'm going to start with you. If you can kind of talk to us about the reason that you and the school team really chose to engage with Patent and the IU on a year-long journey for training and technical assistance. What was the thought and the reasoning behind that decision? Absolutely. Um, during the 2020-2021 school year, our assistant superintendent actually contacted our first grade team just to kind of gauge and see what our interest was in joining a year-long patent cohort. And the hope in joining the cohort was to bring more of a systematic approach to teaching our literacy and our language skills that are covered currently in our current reading series. Mm. Um, we also needed a more explicit way to instruct foundational skills for students in a more consistent manner from teacher to teacher as well. And just by applying for this cohort through Patton, we're also able to begin learning more about implementing the framework for MTSS, which our school really wanted to dive into and including the different tiers and um, how to support that in our instruction. And through joining the cohort, we're now, we have that evidence-based um, data that allows to create groups at each tier level, as well as give intervention materials um, that we needed as well for that. And then the IUA, of course, has been able to provide support through um, online personal learning communities and a consultant has come over. Um, she's given, she's answered our questions, observed, and really gave us a lot of support and strategies as well. So, you know, Kayla, when you were talking, you were thinking about the reason behind, and it's a year long effort. It's, it's not something to kind of brush off. It's pretty intense. You're thinking that as a school team, you identified we need something more systematic. We needed more explicit and more explicitness in our teaching. We needed ways in which to help us implement an MTSS framework and using that data to inform and drive instruction. I mean, we're talking about four pretty solid reasons of why you as a school team would engage with this work. And I'm glad that you mentioned IU8 and the supports that you were able to receive from those efforts as well. So thanks for kind of setting the stage and why Foot of 10 really chose to make this journey. Laura, so I'm going to jump over to you here for a moment. When we think about when, you know, when you've selected to, to take on this journey, this year-long um, cohort project, what steps had to be taken to ensure that the infrastructure within Foot of 10 was really able to sustain the enhancements and the refinements that you all were making to instruction? Sure. Prior to this year, we didn't really have a system in place. And so we really needed to start at that first level, which was teacher training. And so our first grade team, along with the reading specialist, special ed teacher, um, our school psychologists all attended training through Patan over the summer. It was four days long of training. And then throughout the school year, we've had opportunities for either hour long training sessions or day long training sessions where we can continue learning new information about how to make our tier groups, new strategies that we can use in the classroom 
either in a whole group setting or a small group setting with the tier one, two, and three levels. Another thing was that our teachers really needed to understand how to improve the core instruction for reading and literacy, because without that, then the tier two and tier three levels um, you couldn't make as much impact there. So we really had to start with our core one reading and that training that we were offered this summer really helped provide us what we needed. Another thing that we had to do to make sure that we could meet the needs of all of our students in the best way possible was to make sure that all of our support teachers were going to the grade level at the same time. So that allowed for us to create cross grouping between the different classrooms. It allowed the classroom teacher to have small group, the support teachers to have small group, and it also allowed for fewer disruptions to the classroom teachers for the remainder of the school day, while still allowing all the kids to get all the support and the services that they needed. You know, I appreciate, Laura, that you're talking about systems level adjustments, that collaborative efforts around ensuring that the supports and services that are kind of hugging and encompassing all of general education are right in line with what we need. You talked about professional learning. You also talked about coaching and ongoing technical assistance and how that really aided in continuing and maintaining what it is you were able to do at the school. So I think those are some key pieces we want to kind of hold on to when we think about um, how we move this work forward, not only at foot of 10, but on all um, other areas within the um, school districts as well. Laura, I'm going to keep with you for just a moment here. You know, you talked about this professional learning opportunities that teachers had over the course of the summer. You mm -hmm. talk about these collaboration efforts amongst general education teachers, um, support services, special education services, really thinking about how to improve core instruction before we jump into taking a look at any other supports and services. On that kind of going on that, that train of thought, talk to us about the team members. Every team member has a role to play. So help me in kind of understanding what each role was and why it was so pivotal in the work that you all were doing. And really, you know, thinking about an inter interdisciplinary team, why was that so necessary? Sure. So as the reading specialist at um, our building, there's also another reading specialist that is part of our team. And so our role as the reading specialist is really to provide intervention at the tier two and tier three level. We also are the coach for our cohort team. So we provide support to the teachers if they have questions. We help progress monitor and collect progress monitoring data uh, weekly on certain kids. Other kids get bi-weekly or monthly progress data. We help the classroom teachers analyze all of that information to allow for instructional adjustments. We have a para also who is part of our reading team. And she also was part of our training this summer and during the school year and is able to take um, intervention groups and work with them as well. Right, so I'm thinking direct services, coaching, data, mm -hmm. and collecting of data and helping with interpretation of data. You're talking about paraprofessionals. Lots of folks to kind of get mm -hmm. us started in thinking about how do we wrap around those who, those students who may need a little bit extra support. So Kaylin, as a first grade teacher, you know, you have a pivotal role too in that general education classroom. Help us guide us through a little bit more about this interdisciplinary team from your perspective. 
Yes, um, so in the general education classroom, we do a lot of whole group work with our students. Um, it's whole group instruction that's focused on vocabulary, that's focused on our comprehension skills. Um, we're really gauging our students to interact with each other and work on those sentence frames and the language aspect as well. We do do some small group work within our classroom as well um, with decodables and different reading strategies. But we kind of lay the foundation for the whole um, classroom to get exposed or um, exposed to what they're supposed to be learning at that point before we jump into the tier two, tier three. You know, Kaylin, you're talking about academic engagement. That's what you're talking about. Having students be academically engaged, um, which is so pivotal, as you talked about. You're really laying that foundational piece. You're setting the stage for future success efforts. So, Susan, let me bring you into the conversation. You know, as a special education provider, you also play a critical role in this team, as do many of your colleagues. So give us your thoughts and your perspective on this interdisciplinary team effort. So I am available. I provide a tier three level support and instruction to students that are both identified and non-identified. Um, I also provide um, scaffolding to work with the regular teachers to support those students within the classroom. Um, and then beyond myself, there are other people that help in the um, implementation of this program. We have an ESL teacher um, our ESL population is relatively low, but she acts as a resource for us and a support for the staff as well as students. We have a school psychologist. She provides testing for our case student, case study student, and she's also part of the support team for the referral process. Our principal has also been implemental, has been very um, supportive as well. He has ensured that all teachers and instructors have the materials that are needed. He makes sure that we have subs so that we can attend training throughout the year. And he also supports us in creating a master schedule so that everybody that all team members are able to be part of the program at the most appropriate times. Um, and then also our assistant superintendent, she initiated the process to get involved with Batina. You know, you mentioned so many team players, right? Your ESL providers, your school psychologists, the principal, assistant superintendent, yourself, your colleagues at the school level. So many people are involved in ensuring that we have an MTSS framework that is um, well articulated and well sustainable as, you know, in thinking about really strengthening that core instruction, as you all had indicated, that's where you noticed there was a need. Before we start jumping into what are other additional supports and services, you were really hyper-focused on that core instruction. You know, and um, one of the things you had said at the very beginning, Susan, that I, I caught my attention and I jotted down and underlined a few times, you said, our role is to work with the general education teachers, right? That's what our role is. It's not to say, those are their students, these are my students, go down the hallway and get that help and support. It's that you really are working and collaborating together. And I think, you, you know, you kind of said it quickly and it might have passed by. I want to bring it right back to the forefront. It's working collaboratively to ensure that our students have the best successful path that they can in those early <laughs> literacy years. So thanks for making sure that you highlighted that. I don't know if you caught how important it was, but I certainly caught how important it was. Thinking about that path, right, to, to better outcomes and continuing to enhance our outcomes. Kaylin, I'm going to jump back to you as our classroom teacher here. What does the future hold for Foot of Ten? How are you all, or what are you thinking about in regards to how you're planning to sustain these efforts and even move the needle a little bit farther past these outcomes that you've already accomplished this year? 
Um, given the amount of success that we've seen this year thus far, just with the integrated instructional practices and the student progress um, from implementing these strategies, we've learned about so much and our hope is to expand the foundational skill, the comprehension, um, the vocabulary strategies and expand that into tiered levels of support into our kindergarten and hopefully our second grade levels as well. And being that our first grade team has already um, gone through this and we kind of have a foundation understanding of the, of the strategies in the cohort, we can also be a resource for our kindergarten team and for our second grade team to help them implement and get started as well. And one thing we, we really need to be cognizant of is just making sure that our support personnel and everyone is available at the same time um, when it comes to scheduling for every grade level. So we can um, continue to do that SWAT team aspect and just kind of all come in and be ready to um, work together and make sure that it's not disruptive in any way for other parts of the day or for other teachers, just making sure it's very seamless and coherent for everyone. You know, expanding skills, Expanding instructional practices, you talked about horizontally and vertically, which is so critical when we think about those early literacy years in K-2. You also talked about the success that you've had with integrating all of your systems. And I think that's something we want to continue to highlight, is the integrated efforts is what's bringing about this great success. Laura, as the reading specialist, and I know you talked about you and your colleagues and the work that you're able to provide through the direct instruction and the coaching and the data assistance, Help us out. Where do you see the future going with Foot of Ten? How are you going to continue on this successful path? So one thing that we want to do better next year is to have meetings pre-scheduled mm -hmm. to talk more in depth about the data at more regular interval intervals so that we can really target in on students who maybe aren't making the progress that we would expect them to be making at that point and making instructional adjustments as needed to help those students maybe a little bit faster than what we were able to do this year. So that's one thing that we really wanna focus on next year is just using all of the data that we have and um, making adjustments faster instead of less on the fly. You know, Laura, and I appreciate that transparency there. Let me, I wanna pop in <laughs> and I really do um, honor that openness and transparency in saying, that was maybe a, an area we needed to improve mm -hmm. upon. So thanks for calling that out. What else might you share around where your that journey is going to take you? So we're just really super excited to see how these kids in first grade that have made so much progress this year, if we're able to expand into second grade, how another solid year of all these yeah. foundational skill and comprehension and writing skills, how all of it will come together for them. And so we're really excited to see not only for next year, but then throughout the rest of their elementary school career, see how that they do in comparison to maybe other grade levels that we've had that um, have gone through our school before we've had such excellent training. Looking at that longitudinal data to really kind of see the trend and the impact you're having. And I feel confident with this team and with the colleagues of yours that you've spoken about today, we will continue to see those great outcomes year after year after year. And I'm excited that you're talking about how we want to expand these efforts horizontally. So across other peers within your, your grade level um, and that first grade team, and then vertically looking at kindergarten, looking at second grade and really tightening up that core instruction for our foundational literacy skills so we can get to 
those more advanced tiers within an MTSS framework to offer those supports. So I'm excited for your future path. I think between all three of you, you know, you've shared your dedication and your passion for this work, and it's so evident in the outcomes that you're getting with your students. And, I, and I, I'm sure I'm speaking for the larger community when I say kudos to you and to your team. Um, and I know you're making a true impact in the lives of those students and will continue to make an impact on the students that continue to walk through the doors of Foot of Ten. So thank you so much for being here. Um, Kaylin and Susan and Laura, you've really opened our eyes to great instructional practices that are occurring. And as I said at the, at the start of this episode, it's my great pleasure to highlight the work that school teams are doing. So thank you so much for letting me have this time with you and to be able to showcase the journey your school has been on. Thanks for having us. We've really enjoyed being able to share about our school and what we've learned this year and able to uh, make it better for our kids. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you to all of you in the field. You are truly an inspiration to us all. A special thank you to John Ragsdale for producing this podcast. We'll see you next time on Patent Pod.